BJ Julio, chick magnet. Watch out, fifth grade. No one that wears a navy blue polo has ever been a chick magnet, period. I don't care what time frame you're talking about, Vincent. Okay? Also, you've had the same haircut since you were a fucking baby. And mainly that's your dad's fault. But also at the same time, furthest thing from a chick magnet. Okay? You hadn't even had the balls to ask out Chelsea Nebuchadnezzar yet. Okay? What's up, babe? Dude, this is the fucking problem with the internet, and I'm not even being facetious about it. I could do what the host of Cheer Up Babe, the podcast, does. But let's read that one more time. Oh my God. I got aggressively too descriptive, and you saw it. And you're welcome. Happy Monday. What's up, Cubs? Welcome to another episode of Cheer Up Babe, the podcast. I'm your host, VJ Julio. You're listening to episode... 27 aka the age that i thought i was before i found out i was 28 life's crazy ain't it i'm gonna be 29 soon and then i might as well be 30 which means i might as well be 40 which means i should probably wear sweats that don't have holes in the knee that i'm seeing right now also i re oh okay so i put on the adidas sweats that i thought were the black sweats because I put them on in the dark because I put my baby girl to sleep and she's asleep. And so when I do that, all the lights in the house are off. And I put on the Adidas sweats that I thought were the all black sweats, but they're the lighter black sweats, also known as gray. And they have a hole in the knee from when I was playing volleyball with my wife. And they also have paint stains on them that look like cum. So welcome to the show. And we're going to get this bad boy kicking off. So I hope you're cozy. Hope you're hope you're comfy. Hope you're putting on a hoodie. You know, preferably uh, one of the podcast ones, you know, preferably some of that merch. And then, uh, yeah, so get cozy, get comfy, lock away all responsibilities, tell your children to shut the fuck up and you're just going to roll it. All right. Now, I say that tell your children to shut the fuck up. But here's here's the deal. Here's what I know. You're not listening to this with your kids around. I know that except for like maybe two of you. There might be two of you that are listening to it with your kids, but for the most part, you're in the car, right? Sup? Eyes on the fucking road. Eyes on eh, eyes on the road, okay? Also, you're listening to it at your desk at work, muffling. You have, you have a fucking one Bluetooth earphone in. You have one Bluetooth earphone in so that you can listen to fucking Suzanne talk shit about her husband in the other ear or to ask you if you got that email. I know that you have to do one of those two things. You're either driving on 94 or you're sitting at your desk with one earphone in regardless. Hi, thanks for clicking in for another episode, episode 27. Now do as I say, not as I do. I hope you have something cozy on because you're supposed to have an enjoyable hour. We're going to get it off and kick it. I'm, I, I am actually super salty that I put on the shitty sweats because here's the deal. I don't want to look too scrubbed out for your, for the Cubs. And I 100% look scrubbed out for the Cubs because I haven't shaved in a week and a half. Now, this isn't a visual podcast. This is an audio podcast. And the thing about an audio podcast is it's with your ears, not your eyes. Right? Right. So you can't see me unless you follow on the Instagram and you check out the clips later. You can't see me. 
but let me just tell you that I look like a 16 year old kid who ran away from home. That's the that's the current state of my facial hair is a 16 year old kid that ran away from home for a few weeks. He ran away from home. He got in one last argument with his stepmom and he just couldn't take it anymore. And he took his sister's mascara and his mom's nail polish and he fucking dipped and he but then he didn't bring his razor. So he's just out roughing it on the streets. And when I say roughing it on the streets, he is crashing on a friend's couch somewhere, you know, intermittently. The older friend that's always been kind of a bad influence on him in his life. He just decided to crash on his couch for a while. And the couch that he got for free off of the side of the road for sure. It smells like bong water and regretful women. And he's sleeping on that couch and he hasn't shaved in three weeks. And that's what my facial hair looks like. And because I can't grow a beard. If you listen to the dad episode, I thanked dad for uh, the awesome hair genetics. For the, for the hair genetics of, I'm a balding man and I'm 28 years old. Okay, so I thanked dad for that. I forgot to thank dad for the awesome facial hair to go along with it. Because when it comes in all soft and patchy, you can't offset the bald look. Now, the thing is, when you have a thinning hairline and then you lean into the bald look, like yours truly, I have fallen in love with the bald look. I buzz that shit once, sometimes twice a week if I'm feeling frisky, but I can't offset the look with a sick, glorious beard. And that makes me upset. So much so that I almost purchased the fucking beard oil grower that's for sure fake that rolls razor blades along your face to in order to get the tonic into your skin better. And I almost purchased that, but then I remembered I have bills instead. So no facial hair, no head hair. Also, my eyebrows are white. They're basically non-existent. I mean, I'm just leaving you with that. And that's how we're kicking it off. We're kicking it off with complaints. I have a hole in my fucking sweats. There's paint stains that look like semen. If you have an adolescent brain like me and the hole in the pants is from getting way too fucking intense in volleyball with my wife. That's what they're from. Okay. Played volleyball with my wife in college. We went on one of those, what is it called? Intramural. We went on an intramural volleyball team in college. And did we do good? Yeah, because we're way too fucking competitive. Everyone else was there to have a good time. We were not. We're not ever there to have a good time. We also have played beer league softball. Not there to have a good time. Okay. We're there to win. And that's it. That's the end of the fucking discussion. And that's another reason that I love my wife. I'll tell both of those stories. Dude, the volleyball one. First of all, shout outs. I... I am drinking uh, gin and Celsius, which is the adult version of my old favorite drink. I'm just going to fucking bounce around. Listen, we'll tell stories as they come. I'm going to bounce around. Now I'm bouncing to this one. We're skipping past the volleyball one. Maybe we'll circle back. Okay. I'm drinking out of this awesome best man glass with my name etched on the side. It also has best man etched on the side. It also has the date of the wedding, which is kind of nice because it's also marks the time that everybody got COVID. So that's cool. Cool memorabilia. I'm drinking a gin and Celsius because I'm an adult now. Now, here's the thing. When I was in my college years and I was trying to figure out which alcohol worked for me. Okay. So what alcohol worked for me? was not vodka. That's what I found out. So it wasn't vodka, and I found that out. And what it ended up being was why I believe that, especially in my college years, the douchebaggery blood was flowing so rampantly through my veins that the drink that I drank every single night is I would buy, not every single night, every single night I went out, sounds like an alcoholic, 
every single night I went out and partied, I would buy one of those giant monster energy drink cans, the ones with the twist top, you know, the ones you can reseal because legally you shouldn't drink all of it in one sitting. And I would drink that down one fourth of the way. So now there's three quarters of the remaining monster left in the can. I would then take Jägermeister, top her off. Okay, so that's roughly three, maybe four shots of Jägermeister. And then I would drink that. And I would stay up well into the morning. Now, that's what I drank to have a good night. All right. That made me happy, warm, go lucky, also energized, never hit that tired lull because I have roughly 425 milligrams of caffeine soaring through my body along with the Jägermeister. And you're hearing that and you go, oh my God, I just looked at my brain because my eyes rolled so hard. And this guy's a screaming douchebag. Yeah. As I said before, running rampantly through my veins at this point in my life. Okay, so that's what I used to drink. And now I'm an adult and I'm a father. So I took Jägermeister mixed with Monster. And now I just drink gin and Celsius. Cheers, babe. Because I'm fucking bougie and fancy like that now. Okay, I upgraded. It's same, same, but different. It's same, same, but different. Gin and Celsius. So that's what I'm drinking now. I'll tell you the last time I ever fucking drank vodka ever. Okay, well, that's not fair. The last time that I got drunk off vodka ever period. I tried to put my best friend in the hospital. Now, one of my best friends, I have multiple best friends because if you're in my circle, you're one of my best friends. That's just how I roll. I don't have a lot of friends. I have best friends and there's like five of them. And that's what I have because keep those circles tight like a butthole. All right. So we went out one night and we went out, we went house hopping and we were bouncing all around, super duper uncomfortable interactions. You don't know anybody there. You're blackout drunk basically. And all I was drinking was fucking Tito's vodka. Now I hate Tito's vodka. I've talked about it in the past. It's garbage water. All right. It's trash. Now I had gotten obliterated off of it. Okay. And the thing that I learned this night is that doesn't mix with my screaming douchebaggery blood very well, and I get aggressive. Now, when I get aggressive, I get mean, which is one of the side effects of being aggressive that was redundant. I didn't have to say it, but I said it, right? So it's time to leave. I'm dating Jordan at this point, and right now your eyes just got really, really big because you realized that Jordan was dating me before the Jägermeister monster energy drink combo. I somehow landed her before I've learned that Jägermeister and monster should be my drink of choice. So she was so pre-douchebaggery douchebag era that she was basically my own personal douchebag. So I got all fucking rip, roar, and hammered off of this vodka one night. And my buddy was just, shout out Colton. What's up, brother? My buddy was just being a good friend. So Colton is doing what you should do and he takes my keys from me, right? Right. Now, vodka didn't mix with my blood well and I'm naturally aggressive in this this moment. And so I aggressively took my keys back from him. Okay, now Colton, he's not a small guy, but he's not bigger than me. So I'm bigger than him and that's all you need to know. He's also sex on fucking wheels all right even though he has shoes and he has feet the kid is sex on wheels and he doesn't know it all right the kid talks about himself like he's a three and i'm like you could steal my wife that's what your face looks like did you know that if you were 
a dick, you could steal my wife. That's what your face slash body looks like. So pull your fucking head out of your ass. Stop being insecure. All right, Colton? Now, I wrestle my keys away from Colton. And when I say I wrestle my keys away from him, I just grabbed him by his shirt and took my keys back, right? Real fucking 1980s bully vibes I was throwing out this night. And I go to fucking get in my truck and drive away like an asshole. Now, I don't really remember any of this. This was all relayed to me the next night or the next day. He steps in front of my driver's side door of my pickup. And he's just standing there. And he's like, you're not driving. And I was like, move. And he's like, nope, you're not driving. He was prepared to be a good friend to the very, very end. And that's why he's one of my best friends. Does that make sense? So... He goes, nope. And I'm like, fucking move. And he was like, "Uh uh-uh, I'm not moving. And he's kind of smiling at me because he's nervous. Now he's nervous and he's giggling and he's laughing a little bit as he says no, because he knows I could fold him in half like a lawn chair. Okay. I could fold him in half and I could place him on the storage shelving downstairs in my basement of my home. I could fold him and I could tuck him away for the winter. That's what I could do if I wanted to. So he's giggling while he tells me no. Now, I get real fucking aggressive and get in his face and I go move or I'm going to put you in the fucking hospital and you know I will. And he goes best fucking response of all time. Can we just go with talk about knock down someone's walls immediately even when they're fucking incoherent drunk? Be a good friend. Knock people on their fucking ass. Protect them from their own drunken stupidity. But he responds with yep you will. And you're going to feel really, really bad about it in the morning. That's what he said. That's That was his response to, I'm going to put you in the hospital. He said, yeah, and you're going to hate yourself for it. And he was right. And it made me giggle and I didn't drive. So that's a good friend. And then I woke up the next day and they relayed this story back to me of what happened. And that's when I said, never drinking that again, because here's the deal. I don't like, I don't think anyone whose name isn't four letters, Brad, Chad, Mike, John, Chris with a K, those names, other than those people that like to get drunk and get aggressive. Everyone just wants to have a good time. And if you realize that you can't have a good time on a certain thing, you're not going to put that thing into your body because you're just trying to be happy, go lucky. So now I'm an adult and I drink gin and Celsius energy drinks. Celsius energy drink is my mixer. All right. I also drink red wine because I'm fucking classy and you might be like wow that's kind of a catch-22 there there's the the juxtaposition between the word fucking and classy is kind of two opposite ends of the spectrum and you swear violently way too much and i agree babe you're 100 percent right i do but it's me and i'm 100 percent always going to be me i'm honest with you i'm honest with you on this podcast okay so don't drink vodka also if you're ever going to buy me a gift don't make it vodka okay can't drink it makes me fucking I just don't drink it anymore, period, end of story. So as I was saying, Jordan and I were playing intramural volleyball, all right? Now, here's the thing about that. We smile, right? We smile and we have a good time. When we do things like that, we're like, oh, this is fun activities. But the competitiveness in our hearts always shines through, especially if the performance starts slipping. Now, here's the thing. There's no reason that we should be good at volleyball, especially intramural volleyball with a bunch of NAFs. Now, if you don't know what a NAF is, you're welcome for your new favorite word. A NAF is N-A-F, non-athletic fuck. So we're with a bunch of NAFs, non-athletic fucks, 
And that's your new favorite word, and you're welcome. And so we shouldn't be taking it serious because no one else is taking it serious. If you win, like, every weekend for a month straight, you get a t-shirt. So not that important, but it's literally life and death to my wife and myself. So we're doing well. You know, we're playing volleyball. You know, we're bump set spike we're fucking crushing that shit ace ace i got on there i fucking scored seven points in a row off of my fucking serves because they couldn't handle the the fucking backspin on the bitch because that's just what i do babe and uh i also was wearing these sweats and i slid for multiple balls and i don't wear knee pads okay because i don't own knee pads because i didn't suck dick before i played volleyball okay so when i slid the gym floor caught my pants and it just literally burned an entire hole in my fucking pants. And now I'm wearing them on episode 27 of Cheer Up Babe the podcast. Everything fucking happens for a reason, as they say. It is what it is. Now, if you guys want to, I know, I know you're like literally on the edge of your seat waiting for that coronavirus update. How are you feeling? I'm feeling fucking fantastic. Okay, this is a celebratory drink. I barbecued chicken with my wife tonight outside in the backyard while my daughter ran around the grass and I almost fucking had a tear come to my eye because it's like, oh, look, it's all I ever wanted. Thanks again, universe. Thanks. Thanks again, the Lord. Thanks again, Keanu Reeves, because here's the deal. He runs everything. And I just was enjoying my time because we were feeling a little better i don't have taste or smell anymore which that's super fucking weird never thought i would experience a sensation like that and my wife doesn't have taste or smell anymore and i i had to go back and save them okay so i came back to minnesota and i went back to work and then the coronavirus symptoms kicked in and then i realized oh i have it so i left work right and then My entire fucking family gets it, including my baby girl, okay? Baby girl had it, all right? She's hacked. She's coughing. The cough is getting a little too deep in her lungs, making us a little bit nervous. She's sneezing. You can tell she's uncomfortable. It's sad. So I had to go back to Idaho and save them because there's no way that I'm going to have my wife drive across the country and me not be there, okay? Now, she requested this, and I also did it on my own too. So I had to go back and get them. So I went back and get them, and I tell you that to tell you about how the Julios handle road trips now, okay? I don't drive, all right? I'm a backseat husband now. I'm a backseat father, backseat husband, and that sounds like it has a negative connotation, but it's not. It's the best, dude, because here's the deal. My wife's pregnant, due in October. Pregnant AF, as the kids would say 10 years ago. So pregnant AF, and... The reason for that is when Gracie girl's in the back seat, I sit next to her to keep the entertainment fucking flowing. All right. I, I'm popping around. We're fucking playing different AJR songs. So sick of that band. Liked them. Hate them now. AJR is my daughter's fucking Veggie Tales or whatever the fuck, you know, Paw Patrol, whatever the fucking like actual things that little kids watch and listen to these days. AJR is that for my daughter. I've listened to Bang by AJR more times than any other song I've ever listened to. And I know Vanilla Ice Ice Baby front to back without looking at the monitor. I know that. So I sit in the back with the baby girl and my main job is to keep her from getting upset, right? Um, That means intermittently making her bottles, you know, giving her her little fucking teething crackers i give her a teething cracker she holds her hand out i take a bite it tastes like the fucking body of christ and fucking lutheran church okay i took a bite and i was like this is what we eat this is what we're eating 
body of Christ from the fucking Lutheran church from when I was a kid, that's what they taste like. All right. They're also dry like that and they dissolve like that. Now, here's the deal. What the fuck is the deal with that? Hey, here's the blood of Christ. Here's the body of Christ. But also at the same time, we're broke. So here is literally flattened out crouton that the pastor got from his fucking dinner salad last night. You know what I mean? Like, here's that. And then just say amen. Like, take it. Imagine you're eating uh, the body of Christ, which is kind of strange, cannibalism. But at the same time, eat it and then and then do this. Sorry about that. For the next fucking five minutes, because the half a teaspoon of wine we're going to give you isn't going to rinse it down. Okay, you eat one fucking cracker and you need 24 ounces of ice cold water in order to get that goddamn dryness out of your fucking mouth. And that just is what it is. And that's what my daughter eats to practice chewing. All right, because she's got all of her front teeth and it's the cutest thing on the planet. She got big old chompers and she smiles big. And I'm like, you're going to be a killer and I love it. And so she's practicing chewing with these teether things that say they taste like apples and beets, but really they taste like the body of Christ and I hate it. So we, we snack on those in the back seat. We also, I also, you know, teach her bad things like how to throw fits on her toys when they don't do the exact right thing. She'll like, there's this one fucking puppy she has that you push the button and it sings a song, but she only likes one fucking song on there. So particular, wonder where she gets it from. And... She will push the button, and if it's not that song, she goes, ah, and I'm like, that's right. Now, here's the deal about why that's right. That's right, because she's 11 months old, and she already knows what she wants more than I do. Does that make sense? She's already more assertive and knows what she wants in this life more than I do, and I'm 28. More than my wife does, and she's 27, and more than you do, babe, because here's the deal. We have aspirations, we have goals, but the problems that we run into is hesitancy and not staying on course. That's our problems as people. It's just naturally, and I'm not projecting that onto you, I'm just making a broad generalization. Okay, so that broad generalization is 100% fact. I don't know you personally, but 100% that is true. And my daughter knows exactly what she wants as she's 11 months old. So that's why that's exactly right. And that's why it's going to be her for fucking president in 25 years. Okay. She's also going to be the youngest president of all time. She's going to be 26. So we throw fits on the fucking puppy and I go like, ah, and she's like, ah, and I'm like, right. She gets it. (laughs) So we have to road trip back and it's, you know. It's an 8 out of 10 because there's always room for improvement. We get back, we do all that shit. Fucking thing that happened this week amidst the fucking lockdown of our coronavirus shit is I talked about this forever ago and how I wasn't going to go and I 100% didn't go, but the 10-year reunion happened, all right? The 10-year high school reunion happened and I have no idea who went. Now, I shouldn't I I don't even have Facebook, so I shouldn't even know that it happened. But here's why I know that it happened. And this is a problem, and we're going to talk about it, all right? It's because at the 10-year reunion, they showed my class in middle school when we made videos in the student body. Now, I was 100% a part of the student body, okay, because performer attention whore. So... I was the fucking, what is it called? The the boys rep, 
I think I was. I think I was the boys' representative. I'm not 100% sure. Might also have been secretary of the fucking state. I don't know. I didn't fucking do anything. I know that. I know that I got elected and then I just didn't fucking do anything except for what I'm about to explain to you right now. So they showed these videos that we made. We were in the sixth grade in this point. So the way that our school system in, our, in my hometown was set up is we had an intermediate school and then a middle school and then a high school. So the intermediate school was after the elementary school and it was fourth and fifth grade. Okay. And then the middle school was sixth, seventh and eighth grade. And then obviously high school was nine through 12. So you're only in one school for two years. You're only in the intermediate school for two years and you get really ramped up and excited to be a middle schooler because it's a big fucking deal. So when we were on in the student body and it was we were in sixth grade, we made videos for the fifth graders that were going to be coming in. And it was kind of like a here's some fun rules. And we got to come up with the rules like literally one of them was like no or don't forget to flush, which is fucking hilarious. So the thing, the way that the video was set up is it would show Ashley Harbert, shout outs to you, like literally one of my best friends for fucking ever. Ashley would hold a sign and she seemed to be running the show in terms of this video. She would be holding a sign and it would say like, don't forget to flush. And then it would cut to a skit where fucking Nathan Tolman walks out of the bathroom and milks it and goes, oh yeah. Oh, that felt good, which none of us have ever done after a shit because we're not 53 years old, but it's all about performing and I loved it. And then the kids would walk around and they go, oh my God, oh, it smells so bad. Don't forget to flush. So it's just cute little middle school shit like that, right? Now, I got sent this video from multiple fucking people. One of them was Ashley and it was just like, go to this time slot. Okay. Now you could put this as my first acting credit period ever of all time. And it didn't even go with the concept of the video. All right. That's problem number one. All right. Problem number two is I don't remember it. So this was a fucking entire goddamn kick in the dick. I don't remember making this except for it was my face. So I made it. So it's doing like the, here's a rule skit. Here's a rule skit. Here's a rule skit. There's VJ's face. And I have eight words in my line. And we're going to watch the video together. Okay. You're going to listen to sixth grade VJ's first ever, first and last, before I got into an acting class in college, first and last acting credit of his life. Okay. I also don't know who wrote it. My guess is me. But it's also the mo it's dude, it's it's the cringiest thing. It's the cringiest thing of all time. And obviously it's a little more cringy to me because it's me, but also at the same time you're gonna go, oh no, because it's that cringy. Okay. We all know that sixth graders can act out of their ass. We just they're just the best actors. Now I'll give you I'll give you a little taste of the video so you get you get the uh the style that I was just explaining. Okay, so let me just go ahead and press play on this and you're gonna love this, all right? Yes, ma'am. 
First of all, audio quality is next fucking level. We 100% just recorded it with one of those JVC fucking recorders, and it's from like 20 feet away, and all you can hear is the fucking air conditioning and the lights in the fucking school before anyone talks. So that's what we're dealing with here, all right? Don't forget to flush. Great job, Ashley. Excellent delivery. So that's one of the rules. The fucking sound. <sighs> There's Nathan. Oh yeah! Now, he's stretching, just walked out of the bathroom, he's 20 feet away from the bathroom door, stops, stretches, and says that. So, the writers need to have a talking to, so you're getting the gist, right? You're getting the idea. Now, it cuts from one of the fucking rules, all right? I'm just gonna I'm just gonna let it play the first time and then we'll break it down and we'll talk about it. Oh ew! Next time flush! Yeah man! BJ Julio, chick magnet, watch out, fifth grade. Oh no! Trailed off! Trailed off! It didn't say it confidently. Started so confident, started smiling, trailed off so fucking hard. Okay? Forgot the line. Eight words. Forgot the line, eight words. Alright? Now I know it's your first acting credit, but forgot the line there was eight words now i will say it to you vj julio chick magnet watch out fifth graders okay problematic first of all it's 2021 problematic line sounds a salty okay obviously i didn't mean it that way because i'm in the sixth grade okay but started it off by saying chick magnet guess what furthest thing all right you're the boys representative in uh, sixth grade student council, right? Also, you haven't got braces yet. Maybe just fucking hold, hold a hold onto your horses. Maybe don't say things like that until your parents pay to get your teeth fixed. You know? BJ Julio, chick magnet. Watch out. Fifth grade. Oh, turned away. Forgot to finish the line. So BJ Julio, chick magnet. I'm smiling, right? I'm smiling like I do when I talk because I I'm sure at this time, I knew how fucking ridiculous this was. VJ Julio, chick magnet, watch out, turn away to go to walk away. And didn't finish the line. And then as I'm walking away, I go, oh yeah, who am I talking to? VJ Julio, chick magnet, watch out, fifth grade. No one that wears a navy blue polo has ever been a chick magnet, period. I don't care what time frame you're talking about, Vincent. Okay? Also... You've had the same haircut since you were a fucking baby, and mainly that's your dad's fault, but also at the same time, furthest thing from a chick magnet, okay? You hadn't even had the balls to ask out Chelsea Nebuchadnezzar yet, okay? This is the, this is the worst, dude. Dude. BJ Julio, chick magnet, watch out, fifth graders. Oh, no. That's immortalized. That's in the universe forever. Listen, you can't escape your past. <laughs> my also fa- my my other favorite part of this entire fucking scene. So the entire concept, it seems like, with all of this, it's a bounce back and forth. First of all, it's in this in this whole fucking clip of this little part, it's me, Ashley Harbor, Brittany Duffin, Taylor Brady. Now those three girls are my fucking writer dice all the way through high school. Ashley Taylor and Brittany were my fucking writer dice. Like I would have, regardless if I had a fucking girlfriend or not, because it wasn't ever anything like that with them. They were just my homies. All right. And you might be thinking like, 
you had girls that were friends that you weren't trying to fuck yeah it happens not just in fucking rom-coms with brad pitt or whatever like it fucking happens in real life those are my fucking rider dies so it's actually really cool to see this fucking video and see like the four of us as sixth graders embarrassing the living fucking shit out of ourselves now i don't know whose idea it was for me to go first of all self-described chick magnet sorry like (laughs) don't hate the player hate the game and then Ashley comes in, running the fucking show, and then it's Brittany, who has a line similar to mine. We'll go over it in a second. And then Taylor's my favorite because we could have clipped it in a proper way, but we didn't. BJ Julio, chick magnet. Watch out, fifth graders. Yep. Ashley Harbert, one tip, beware of BJ and Brittany. Oh, thank you, Ashley. Brittany Duffin, you better beware newcomers. Uh-huh. Taylor raining, how fun okay. at 6th grade. Hey, Taylor, stay in the frame. <laughs> that all happened at once. You could tell by the beautiful audio in the background, the light, the, the, the light fuzz didn't change through the whole video. There was no cropping or clipping. So it's VJ Julio, Chick Magnet, watch out. Uh, uh, fifth graders trailed off. So not confident with the way what I was saying because I didn't believe it in my soul. Then Ashley comes in and goes, one tip, watch out for VJ and Brittany, even though don't have to watch out for us. We weren't that special. And then Brittany comes in because Ashley comes in and says, watch out for VJ and Brittany. And you're go, wait, I have only met the chick magnet. Who's Brittany? And then Brittany comes in and says, watch out newcomers. Now she actually said it with a little bit of flair. I believed her performance a little bit more. And then Taylor was supposed to come into a line so way too fucking excited didn't go to her mark all right literally turns off screen you see just a fucking little clip of her shoulder she says her line but then we kept that in there and then it cropped to her being in the middle of the screen and she starts the line over again so let's just appreciate that in all of its fucking glory real quick and of course, we have to start every single time with me saying what I fucking say, because this is uh, I deserve it. All right. You just drag me through the fucking mud and the muck. I deserve to get fucking dragged for this. BJ Julio, chick magnet. Watch out. Fifth graders. Ashley Harbert, one tip. Beware of BJ and Brittany. Brittany Duffin, you better beware newcomers. Taylor rating have fun at sixth grade. I did. Wait. I'm Taylor Rating. Have fun at sixth grade. Okay, so they had to say, she made her say it twice. Could have went, because listen, here's the deal about film editing, right? If it's a scene where people are exiting and entering the fucking frame, you can just clip it. You could just clip it. You could cut it, and you can make it be like continuity you know so it didn't you didn't have to leave taylor jumping around in a fucking circle off off screen and then saying something sweet so cute first of all taylor oh that's so sweet you know what'd she say something about have fucking fun i already forgot doesn't matter because you don't remember the nice shit in your life all right but then we fucking kept it all right so one last time, just for fucking shits and giggles, no pun intended with the Nathan Tolman shitting outside the toilet, but let's just run it through. Appreciate this one more fucking time, and then we will move on. BJ Julio, chick magnet. Watch out, fifth graders. Ashley Harbert, one tip. Beware of BJ and Brittany. Brittany Duffin, you better beware newcomers. Taylor Rating, have fun at sixth grade. I did. I'm Taylor Rating. Have fun at sixth grade. That's so cute. Taylor saved the whole scene because it's so cute. 
That's the cutest. Taylor saved it in the end. <laughs> Dude, I got sent those videos and it was one of those things where it, I was fucking dying laughing because I see my fucking buck teeth and my fucking blue polo shirt that my dad probably laid out for me and my fucking horrific haircut and never even held hands with a girl at this point, self-proclaimed chick magnet. And I was dying laughing, but also at the same time, got a little hot behind the ears because that residual embarrassment of childhood just just fucking started clasping around the back of my neck, dude. <laughs> oh, so fucking painful, though. Should we watch? Should we watch a little bit more? I'm Amanda Clark. Approach sixth grade with caution. Okay, now I feel like a fucking dick because I left out Amanda Clark at the very end. Thought it ended with Taylor's cute line, but Amanda Clark who was literally a tower of power. Amanda was one of those girls that she hit her growth spurt early and she was the tallest girl in our school. That was Amanda. She was also the fucking nicest. She was so sweet. She was this really soft-spoken girl. Even though she said approach it with caution, obviously she didn't write that. We didn't write that. Someone wrote it. My guess is Ashley and I'm blaming her. All right. Now, actually, you're listening to this on Monday. I know you are, babe. So I blame you because you wrote it because you were the one holding the red science. It's your fault. Feel bad. We should give Amanda a little bit more fucking screen time because I'm Amanda Clark. Approach sixth grade with caution. Ooh. Ooh. Well, I... I'm Denise Wright and I'm the best reader in the world. Dude, am I going I'm Wait, hold on. Terra Powell, welcome to sixth grade. Oh, cute. Tara Powell, welcome to sixth grade. All quiet and cute. What did Denise say? What did Denise say? So obviously I'm self-absorbed and I didn't finish this whole video because the cringe factor was just too high. Didn't realize that it was literally all of us fucking making a line. Why did it start with me calling myself a chick magnet? Hate myself. Okay, so let's give all the people their screen time their credit. This I'm Amanda Clark. Approach sixth grade with caution. I'm Denise Wright, and I'm the best reader in the world. Denise? It's a bold fucking statement. Okay. Denise Wright's best reader in the world. That's a bold fucking statement, Denise. I read the first Harry Potter book when I was in the third grade. I, wrote the, I read the second one maybe also when I was in the third grade. I don't remember. Okay, best reader in the world. I bet there's and countries. I bet there's countries that are better readers. Can you speak? Can can you read in Espanol? I'm not saying I can. I'm just saying there's people that can in both. So it's bold statement, Cotton, and that's all I'm gonna say about it. And I'm not dragging you, Denise. All right. I'm just saying it's a bold. F if you got those claims, you better back the fuck up. I need to see a trophy or some sort of certificate in order for you to back up your fucking claims of being the best reader in the world. That's not fair. All right. I'm Denise Wright, and I'm the best reader in the world. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I'm Tara Powell. Welcome to Sixth Grade. So, dude. Guy Geesbrick, wash out. Oh, oh. Guy Giesbricht, also known as one of the skittiest kids to ever come through our fucking school, said watch out and cracked his knuckles, except for there's no knuckle crack. So, this entire video is a facade, and none of it makes sense. Why did we make it? I'm Nate Dog and I'm sexy. <laughs> okay, so mine wasn't that bad, right? Mine wasn't that bad. Thank you.
Look, babe, I'm sorry. And I know this, this, this said episode 27 is for me and I'm sorry. I know you probably don't give a shit, but this is for me. And I'm just drinking my fucking gin at Celsius having a fucking great time. <laughs> what? Oh, fuck. Go ahead. Take it away. Got you, sir. Wash out. I'm Nate Dog, and I'm sexy. <laughs> I'm Andy Allred, and I have my mom and my dad as a teacher here. <gasps> so, my name's Nick. I like eggs. Okay, so, trying, try, tried a little too hard. Listen, we're all sixth grade. We were all trying a little bit too hard to be funny. That just is what it is. Uh, also, Nick, who says he likes eggs, lives in fucking, like, Nashville now. And is just crushing it, like crushing fucking concerts, playing country music. So, he also has one of the greatest beards of all time, an absolutely gorgeous wife and a beautiful little baby, and he's crushing concerts. So, when a kid in the sixth grade decides to be on the student council and says he likes eggs, you don't fucking disrespect him because he's going to fucking win life. All right? Now, obviously... It's because of the eggs. We know that. That's the secret ingredient. But Nick's fucking crushing life. So you can basically blow it out your ass. All right. If you just went, oh, God, Jesus, Nick, that was fucking rough. Nope, not fucking rough. Glorious beard. Huge beard envy from this fucking guy. Okay. And he's crushing fucking stages. So watch your goddamn mouth. (laughs) Oh, and then it just. That. Okay. So. Okay. So. Now, just to totally cut to a random uh, scene of a bus and then a kid sitting in front of a computer. So, welcome to sixth grade in American Falls, Idaho. It's the most painful thing you're ever going to watch. And I hope you enjoyed that fucking ride with me because you came along. You were there for it. You uh, experienced that with me. Wow, what, dude? But I am a chick magnet. Watch out, fifth, fifth graders. That was fucking painful. Don't know why I had to be the guy to kick it off, but... Anyways, God, I, I'm sorry if I'm the one having fun and you're not. I'm sorry if that's that's what's taking place. But episode 27, it's just about having fun. We're just having a fucking fun time here. Okay, I, I, I have spent a fucking week in quarantine, essentially. And I'm just trying to fucking kick back, drink my fucking gin and Celsius and have a fucking good time. So let's you know what? Let's hop into it. Let's do a little bit of unqualified dad advice, babe. All right, baby gorgeous. So we are on the advice column and we're going to help some people out. We're fucking fake like we're going to help some people out. And uh, we're just going to get this. We're just going to get down boogie with this because I have finished my third fucking gin and Celsius of the night and I'm I'm feeling good. I'm feeling warm and I'm feeling helpful. And I just I am what I am what I am. We might purposefully avoid sad shit because I just don't I just can't handle sad shit right now babe we're trying to keep it fucking hunky-dory and as the chick magnet watch out I make the fucking rules so we're gonna scroll we're gonna stop and uh cd couple 3d (laughs) title is and also we are switching the fucking game up this week I'm just going to read all of it because that shit that happened last week where I had to change the tune of my shit because I didn't read the whole fucking you all right listen words and sentences this one's called girlfriend went out and disappeared looking for some advice and guidance here my girlfriend and i have been together for several years and everything is great we have a terrific relationship but one thing she does really irks me when she goes out drinking without me 
with her sisters or whatnot, she tends to disappear and not call slash text slash respond. I'm not a controlling guy, and God help me, I leave her if I ever get to that point. Wait, what? Hold on. Oh, I see. All right, self, self-policing, self trying to come off as the fucking greatest fucking human being on the planet, I guess. Um, God help me if I leave her, blah, 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 blah. We discussed at length that I don't appreciate it when she goes out, and something always tends to happen to where she gets home hours after expected. I have not always handled it well in the past, and I'm trying to change the dynamic. She went out with her sister tonight, and the clock... And like clockwork, she didn't come home until 5.30 a.m. Damn. She'd be burning that fucking oil, dog. She had a... I'm so sorry I said dog. You know, just a quick little side note. Sorry about that. She had a perfectly reasonable explanation, which I believe... Parentheses, the explanation. Drank too much, Ubered with her sister to her place, and slept a while at her sister's house. All right. I appreciate her not drinking and driving, and this has nothing to do with being controlling, but rather just worry as she went downtown, and it's notorious for date, rape, slash drugs. Okay. I trust her wholeheartedly in regards to fidelity, but she drinks and does lose judgment regarding safety. I feel you. Looking for advice how to approach this respectfully, but also explaining that with a relationship comes a certain level of respect. Yeah, that's really all you have to fucking say there, bud. All right. I get what you're, I mean, you just, this seems like a pretty fucking straightforward, simple thing. It has to be a, so look, let me tell you how my wife and I, okay. When my wife and I go out and we party and shit and we have a grand old time, a lot of the times we split off. A lot of the times we'll split off. We fucking, dude, when we were house partying and shit, it was literally high five. I'm going to hang out with your friends. You're going to hang out with my friends. Now there have been multiple instances in say like wrestling season where I won't go out obviously. But I just because I'm not going out, I'm not going to say like, eh, you you go out and do your thing. Uh, I also trust her implicitly, like it sounds like you do. So good on you. Legitimately in this, it sounds like you're a decent boyfriend, right? A trusting boyfriend. This is super disrespectful of her to not see the problem in it. You know what I'm saying? Because it's not like you're trying to control her. You're worried about her. And Jordan and I have had those of a few times as well to where I have proven over the years that I'm not a controlling guy in terms of I'm not the guy that's constantly calling and texting and where are you? What are you doing now? That kind of shit. Because that's kind of controlling. I just had a fucking conversation with her where it was like, I need you to reach out to me when you hit checkpoints. Like at the end of like when I know the bars are closing at two, I just want to text at like 2.30 that says I'm here. Otherwise, I'm up which I'm fucking in training or whatever, I might as well have fucking gone out with you if I'm up worried, right? It's like a constantly on fucking guard thing to hop in my fucking truck and go rescue you out of someone's trunk. You know what I'm saying? So you just need to have that conversation. There's no way to give this conversation off if you just are speaking honestly, where it's like, listen, you know that I'm cool with you going out and having a fucking fun time, but out of respect for me, out of respect for our relationship, I just want you to let me know that you're okay. That's the only thing I give a shit about. We won't have a single other issue if you send me checkpoint texts where it's like, oh, bars are closing here too. As I'm Ubering to wherever the fuck I'm going, I'm going to let him know. My wife just sends me like a, hey, doing okay. Just left the bars, heading to fucking Britney's or whatever. And I'm like, great, I'm going to go to bed. And like, it's just simple. 
It's simple stuff. And it's just a mutual respect that you have for each other in the relationship. That conversation should be had without any sort of worry on your part. Okay. And that's really all I got to say. This is as straightforward as it fucking gets. Just have that conversation. It doesn't, it's not going to appear controlling if you're not wanting to be controlling about it. Just tell her like, listen, I worry about you when you don't reach out. So then I'm just up stressed. I'm not worried that you're doing something nefarious or sketchy in terms of our relationship. I'm just worried about your well-being. So just send me a checkpoint text. And that's all it is. That's, I mean, that is as fucking simple and straightforward as it gets, my guy. Scroll. Stop. Should I share, oof, should I share my suicide note with my mom and therapist? So I made a note for my suicide for when slash if it comes. And I'm wondering if I should share it because I feel like someone should know I did this, but I also don't want to be labeled as attention seeking. Okay, fair enough. <sighs> I'm going to assume that because the therapist thing is in there, uh, when slash if it comes, you wrote the letter like in advance. Part of me, part of me w wonders if you wrote that note and you might not have realized it to try to put into words how you were feeling in that moment when you were at your lowest. Part of me wonders if you wrote that note for yourself, not in an attention-seeking way. I'm not saying that. If you wrote it for yourself and it was just kind of your brain's way of trying to articulate the emotions that you're feeling, because when we get sad, we get down in the dumps. It's a lot of times because we don't understand what's going on in our brain or we don't understand how we can get ourselves out of it. So, I think that especially you're if, if you're in recovery from any sort of like depressive thoughts and feelings and shit like that, yeah, I think it would be fine to share, you know, if, if especially if you feel like it's important, if you feel like your mom deserves to know, um, I would I would be wary of how I approached it in terms of I don't, if you want them to receive it with an open mind, I wouldn't say here's my suicide note. I would start it off by the little fucking compliment sandwich thing where you make a point and then you talk about it and then you make another point real, real quick. So I would say like, so, you know, I've been, we, we've had me going to this therapist for a while to deal with my issues from when I was, you know, hitting my low points in my depression. And, uh, when I was in the throes of those depression, I actually wrote a suicide note. And now I feel like the capacity to share it with you and maybe we could get some answers and figure something out that if you frame it that way and not just say like, I wrote a suicide note and here's what it says, you know, I'm not sure that, or I doubt severely that that's how you would approach it. I would say, yeah, hundred percent share it, you know, because there it's deep, intense emotions that you were going through there, you know, and especially if you want to get a little bit more clarity and a few more answers out of that, out of your therapy sessions, maybe this could be a good window into your mind that your therapist can have, right? So I would say, yeah, 100%, go for it. And, you know, just real quick, I, I suppose it also depends on your relationship with your mother. If it's a little bit toxic, then maybe just share it with your therapist. But if you feel like your mother is really like a nurturing and wants to be there for you mother, like she helped you get a therapist and stuff like that, then yeah share it with her but also you know keep that one close to the chest if you feel like the majority of your problems stem from your mother if she's manipulative in any sort of way but yeah all right let's try to find a scroll stop and how to ask out a co-worker let's do some 
dating advice, babe. Fuck yeah. All right, Cubs, strap in. So I kind of always had feelings for this coworker, and I want to ask her out. Okay, this is a, probably a guy going to ask out a girl because... But then again, it's fucking Reddit. It might be someone who identifies as a fucking chameleon wanting to ask out their coworker. But regardless, I digress. There's no sort of hostility. Anyways, how would you guys think I can go about this in a professional way, in a way that won't ruin our friendship? First of all, if you're going to take the asking the dating step forget the friendship you don't want to lose the connection you guys have but at the same time you want to fuck them right so uh it's tough as dude to try and read that signal correctly because i've read that signal incorrectly multiple times throughout my life where i'm like she's into it and she wasn't even though chick magnet watch out fifth graders even though that even though didn't have braces yet wearing a navy blue fucking polo shirt uh, painful to see again even though that i did have plenty of interactions where i'm like hey would you want to be my girlfriend no right totally i agree 100 percent and i didn't even have runaway 16 year old facial hair at that moment but i mean it's work it's a little bit more yeah i mean it's a little fucking forbidden right it also depends on your work environment i guess like if if this is if this is mcdonald's and you're like this is just a fucking little quick summer gig yeah ask out your fucking coworker, see how it goes in terms of how you ask your coworker out that's your game homie i'm not here to fucking play that game for you but you know you got to be able to spit your own fucking game don't go to reddit to try and ask for pickup lines i hope that's not what this is but if this is like a career job and there could be p- potential uncomfortability allegations you know like in term like what the fuck is it called sexual harassment sexual harassment like like if if this is a thing where i mean it's hard to read that it's hard to read if a girl is going to be fucking into it like i said 6th grade vj would be so disappointed if you feel like she's fucking into it i don't know maybe Ask her out to coffee and make it really, really light. You know, don't don't be too forward about anything. You can't be too forward about anything because it puts women in an uncomfortable situation kind of generally, I feel like, because naturally the dating scene is kind of predatory in terms of guys are the ones that are out there trying to find the women, right? So it's constantly kind of like a forward <laughs> drive, like a forward attack, you could say, because you're constantly looking women for the most part are trying to weed through the bullshit to find a try to find a good guy so it's kind of hard to do it in a work setting that doesn't have the potential risk of you coming off sexual misconduct violation by trying to step over that line you have to make damn fucking sure she's into you that's what i'm saying you have to fucking know without a shadow of a doubt that she's into you before you bring up anything. So I say start light, like go get coffee before work or go get coffee on fucking lunch break and then just try to do like a little bit one-on-one interaction in an extremely public setting where she doesn't feel uncomfortable. You know what I'm saying? Don't just jump out of the gate with like fucking dinner or some shit like that. You know, still take the charge in terms of asking her, but make it something really, really light. That's what I would say, because you're kind of treading on some fucking thin ice in terms of it being at work. But if trying to go just to see if this girl's interested and asking about it is worth you losing your job, then yeah, I say go for it because there's always that there's always that uh, possibility that she was 100% not into it at all. And then she feels offended 
by it and then it becomes a problem and you get reported and you get fired and that's at the end of the story okay so no goddamn sure and then also ask her out for coffee okay scroll stop 33 year old female too old to hang out with 20 somethings I'm going to read it because I don't know if it's you're too old. You're asking if you're too old to hang out with 20 something year old other females in like a hangout setting or if you're fucking 20 year old dudes. So we got to find that out. Hi, I'm not some cougar creep for sure wants to fuck 20 year olds, but I'm not some you're also 33, babe. Maybe pull it back. Have a little bit more self-awareness. 33 is not that fucking old, I guess especially in the female fucking category. Okay, let's just read it. Hi, I'm not some cougar creep. I don't want, capitalized want, to hang out with younger people necessarily. I'm shy and I move around for work a lot, so I'm always in meetups meeting new people. I started getting insecure about being too old for the age requirement. I then noticed that all of them are in their mid-20s, young millennials, and older Gen Z. I mean, do we have to use the fucking... Just say the numbers, dude. I don't know where the fucking cutoff for millennials is, where Gen Z is, where fucking Gen Alpha Omega is. Like, fucking say the number. Can we just go back to numbers? A fucking 90s baby, or a 2000s baby, or a 2010s baby. Or a fucking 80s baby, or a 70s baby, or a whatever the fuck with the number in front of it, not Generation XY. You know what I'm saying? Chromosomes and shit. So, anyways, what makes it more awk? Okay. So, there's our first issue right there. What makes it more awk? You're 33, okay? You're 33, and you said awk, A-W-K. You only had to add four more letters to the word to make it not problematic, and you made it problematic, and you said awk. So, strike one. Strike two, actually, because you said millennials and Gen Z, and you're 33. What makes it more awk, strike two, is that I look and sound really young, so I almost feel like I'm bamboozling people by being as old as I am. I'm single, never married. I naturally keep up on current pop culture, too, so I feel like those 30s and 40s groups are for more experienced people. Experienced in what fucking way? Anyways... My question is, is it weird to be hanging out with younger people? Does it matter? People in their 20s. Do you feel weird hanging around with older people? Should I be upfront about my age? Thank you. So, strike three, because this entire fucking post is, can I be friends with these people? And you're 33. Okay. Said Ock, said Gen Z millennials, and then said the entire fucking post okay so strike three you're out hang out with whoever the fuck you want to hang out with dumbest fucking thing i've ever read and we read about a pigeon being hurt okay so (sighs) dude how can you be this fucking insecure How can you be so worried about every single step of whatever fucking process that you're going through in your life that you go, is it weird that I'm hanging out with these people? You're having a self-diagnosis crisis. You don't know who you are if you're this wrapped up in hanging out with who you want to hang out with. Okay. Now I understand that you feel weird that 
I don't fucking know. You're like, I've never been married. I'm single, blah, 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 blah. I feel like I'm not as experienced as 30s and 40s year olds. It doesn't fucking matter what fucking life experience you have. It's if it's who you fucking click with. If you click with someone, hang out with them, end of the fucking post, strike three, you're out. Wow. Also, grow up. <laughs> Scroll. Stop. Single mom needs a male opinion. Hmm. Let's fucking do it. Single mom of a 13-year-old son. Awkward topic. See how the mom spelled out awkward? See how she did that? Awkward topic, but I need help with it, and I need to teach him things that I know nothing about. He told me he uses the underwear pee hole, and I told him that no one uses the pee hole, so I need to know. Do y'all actually use it or no? (laughs) Hey, mom. Let me tell you about being a 13-year-old boy. Okay, tackle the bigger issues. Okay, teach him how to be around people. (laughs) Okay, let him do whatever the fuck he wants to do with his body. In that, if that includes snaking his little fucking dick out of the pee hole that's in the underwear. Also, why is he wearing underwear with the fucking flaps on it? Okay, get him out of the Spider Man undies and get the motherfucker in some briefs. All right, (laughs) holy shit. (laughs) And to answer your question, have used the pee hole just for the sake of using it because you're experimenting, you're trying things out. There's going to be more things happening with this kid's dick in the next couple years that you're going to care a lot more about. Now, listen, single mom, my one fucking piece of advice is he needs to know what's appropriate with other people m- moreover than anything else. Now, he's raised by a woman, so hopefully you guys have a good relationship and he's going to respect women and treat women fairly. But that's the main kind of thing you have to keep your eye on at this point in their life because right now he is starting to develop his thought processes towards the opposite sex because he's 13. That's what it is. So what's most important is that he understands the mutual understanding and agreements that come with this age dynamic. All right, because girls are going to also start being interested in him. He's going to be interested in girls. Tackle those problems. Those are the bigger problems. All the other shit, you know, finding crumpled up socks underneath his bed and shit like that. Not fucking important. Let him do whatever he's going to do. He's going to crash your fucking computer using LimeWire, looking up nipples, like just fucking let it happen. Have those discussions as they come. Don't worry so much issue to issue to issue. Tackle the important one. And not when it comes up. Lead those conversations head on. Be like, listen, I noticed that you snaked your... I noticed that uh, you tried to snake your dick through your underwear and use your uh, pee hole for an actual pee hole. Let's talk more about your penis. Let's talk more about your thought processes. Let's do that. You know, do that fucking thing. <laughs> and then and tackle the fucking big issues. Because I'm sure it's fucking so... I can't even imagine the, the difficulty of being a single mother. But it's tough. But I think the best piece of advice you can have is tackle the issues that are going to matter for his life and for how and for what's going to matter with his social interactions, because those are the tough parts of being 13, you know, or else he's going to end up on a fucking video saying he's a chick magnet and he's going to hate himself and pre braces. So that just is what it is. Good luck to you. <laughs> and I, on, I, I, I really loved that. Uh post that was really fucking cool like that's that's funny that was really funny i like that 
<laughs> All right, babe. Episode 27 is going to come to a wrap. Go leave a review on the podcast. Follow the Instagram. Cheer up, babe. Podcast on Instagram for clips every single week of visual aids. And I'm not talking about HIV. You can see I'm talking about little clips for the podcast episodes. I hope you guys had a good time this week. I mean, I'm sorry that it was a little bit heavy on let's just fucking make VJ laugh. And we didn't dive too far deep into it. But here's the deal. Next week is the golden episode. It's tw- episode 28. And the thing, the reason it's the golden episode is because I'm 28 years old. It's the golden episode. All right. It's my current age. And this will never happen again. This will never happen again. Life. And it's going to happen live next week. So take your cozy, comfy hoodie off. You know, slip your work underwear back on. Let's get fucking down to it. Let's have a fucking great week. Kick the shit out of it. All right. Go out there. Have a great day. And cheer up, babe.